promise not to be pissed. Don't be an ass. You know you're the only man I've ever been with. We'd talked a lot about that after we'd gotten married. Rob had a small measure of guilt that I hadn't had a chance to sow my oats. Somehow, he thought because of my limited dating experience I would get bored or grow to resent him. The idiot. That's my point. He took my hand and pressed the envelope into my palm once more. Don't open this until you're ready. Hell, you might not want to open it at all. Just... He gave my hand a squeeze, but for the first time in a long while, he couldn't meet my gaze. I know you said you didn't think you'd want to be with anyone else. I don't. The thought made me ill. Baby, you shouldn't be alone. You have too much light and love inside you. The thought of you being on your own, of not having anyone to share and the joy you have to give. No, I know you. There will come a time when you'll realize that you're ready to move on. I won't. And I know you'll feel guilty about that. You'll ignore the feelings for as long as you can, thinking that you don't need anyone then something will happen. You'll see someone, and in that beautiful brain of yours, you'll be all, nice-ass dude, and that will be it. You'll cry about it, but you'll realize you're ready. Please, I wouldn't cry, because it wouldn't happen, ever. Not over a nice ass. He chuckled, finally looking me in the eye. You'll cry. But then you'll remember this conversation and know that I was right. So I'm going to say I told you so now. Then I want you to take this envelope and open it. Rob, it's about sex. I stood there with my mouth open. What? Just some ideas I had for you about sex when I'm gone. Getting back on the horse, riding the cowboy, that sort of thing. I wasn't ready to think about him being gone, let alone wanting to have sex with someone else. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Seriously, shut up or I'm going to punch you. Okay. He didn't let me forget about the envelope. He tried to get me to talk about it, but I would always cut him off. When I shoved it into a pile of papers in the closet, it found its way back onto my dresser. That box in the basement of papers that was older than me materialized on top of my desk, the recycling bin back onto the counter. I could have continued to play that game, but then Rob took another turn for the worse, and all thoughts of envelopes and what they contained were the last things on my mind. The cancer won, and I was suddenly alone. It really wasn't as bad as I'd first assumed it would be. I thought a lot about Rob and missed him terribly for the better part of the first year. I functioned, worked, went out, but that was more of an automated response than actual living. There'd been more tears than I ever thought possible. My chest ached and my stomach churned. When I didn't feel ill, my mind wandered. I couldn't pretend to have any focus. My friends and the people at work never called me on my distraction. Then I started to emerge from under the darkness and began to live once more. 
I still missed Rob, thought about him daily. But the tightness in my chest eased. That's when the guilt kicked in. At least, he'd already told me it would. I stopped going out to our friends' homes for a while. They'd begun to get used to me as a singular, Alyssa, and not a plural, Rob and Alyssa. With their ease came my anger that they were all still couples. Their lives hadn't been shattered and swept away without their permission. They'd smile, laugh, and all the while I wanted to scream at them. So I stayed away. It helped. I was able to catch my breath, cry, hit things, and slowly my brain adjusted. I could be allowed into public once more, no longer a danger to happy couples. One thing that helped was changing up my...